0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. The Raptors. The Raptors look good. The Raptors look good for a second straight game post-trade with Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett both playing great roles as the Raptors win 116 to 111. Um, yeah, this was fun. This was really fun. And I, and I got to get the Grizzlies credit too. like they played really well. They made some adjustments. They went to a small ball group that uh, allowed them to really stretch the floor. And, and you know, their bigs were able to hit a bunch of threes. You know, Jaron Jackson nailing four threes. Zaire Williams knocking down four threes. Santi Aldama with two threes like their front court gave them 10 threes. That's a really special thing to get. Uh, but. The Raptors were the team that uh, at least hung in close at the start of the game, but finished strong at the end of quarters three straight times. This one courtesy of Josh Lewenberg of TSN Uh, Raptors closed the first quarter on a 13 to four run Raptors close the second quarter on a 15 to two run. And then the Raptors close the third quarter on a 13 to six run. So you know, just consistently strong stretches of play from the Raptors who were able to take a big lead in this one after uh, the strong end to the second quarter, again, 15 to two run by the Raptors starters. They had a great stretch there where everybody made some contributions. You had, uh, you know, Emmanuel quickly knocking down some threes in that stretch. You had um, RJ Barrett getting a couple of stops, Um, you know, Pascal doing his thing. Like, Just really, really good stuff from the Raptors who were able to carry that lead. Third quarter, Raptors, you know, at certain times, it felt like, okay, the Grizzlies figured it out. They want to go smaller. Jakob's having a really, really nice game. I know he only had two points, eight rebounds today, but five blocks, and I thought he did a great job. When matched up against the Grizzlies, um, you know, when he could, you know, help off of an Xavier Tillman and really provide help in the in the lane. Help defense has been an issue for the Raptors, and I thought Jakob really stepped up in that front. So the Grizzlies decided we're gonna go small ball. Let's see how the Raptors cope with that. They're gonna put Jaron Jackson at five, and then they're gonna put like either Zaire Williams out there or Santi Dama. And that really put Jakob in more space to play with. Uh, to defend Jaren Jackson, able to get some threes off, um, also pull them out of the paint. So Raptors didn't have the same shot blocking. But you know, once the Grizzlies went to some of their reserve units, the Raptors were able to pull ahead with our own reserves again on a strong finish there to start uh, finish the third quarter. And whatever the Grizzlies made a bit of a push at the end in the fourth quarter, they got it to I think single digits down from like twenty plus, which where the Raptors were up. But uh, yeah, ultimately, you know, Rappers were able to hold on there. Um, Darko made some good adjustments there. To, uh, you know, just play a little bit of offense, defense, um, using Dennis uh, in in the right way down the stretch. I think um, Darko really liked the idea of using Dennis against John Morant. Obviously, Dennis is not starting, so he wasn't able to start a lot of the game against Morant. But just to be able to show him two different looks, you know, the Raptors at the start of the game played a lot of like Scotty on John Morant, which is kind of interesting to me. But you saw a lot of the Raptors switching. Pascal took a turn guarding him. RJ had some possessions guarding him, quickly had some possessions guarding him. Second unit, though, I felt like Dennis came in and really, really showed great energy against Ja Morant. You know, something very underrated, but when you watch back on this game, um, Dennis just consistently had his hands up, always on defense, always, always on defense. And you, you'll watch, like, a lot of the game, you know, it, it's it's tiring to do that. He came in, in great, great energy against Ja, and I think maybe the history here, and I'll ask him tomorrow when he comes on the show, um, but... I think there's a history here, obviously, because, the you know, the, the Lakers last year played the Greasies and beat them in round one. Jaw was the defender against uh, or Dennis was the defender against Jaw in a lot of those possessions. And I think that, you know, you take some of that learned experience, understanding and studying the matchup as you do in a playoff setting. You know, I think that was a smart move by Darko to, you know, use Dennis as much as possible against Jaw, including in the fourth quarter where, you know, Dennis was in the game you know, to to check Morant at certain times. And, of course, the Raptors had to, you know, switch and, and create some, you know, different matchups. Um, or at least, the, the, you know, the, the Grizzlies were able to force Raptors into switching a lot and, and get Dennis off. But still, I thought he came in, gave a great effort, made some really nice passes, uh, some really, really smart plays down the stretch there too, including on a play where Dennis got the ball off a kickout, you know, uh, shot fake to get the defender to fly by at first and then drive in the lane, shot fake to move the help defender and that cleared the way for him to get a really, really easy bang shot. Just really clever play to use two fakes to get yourself a really nice shot. But honestly, this is a game where a lot of guys played well for the Raptors, including the entire starting five. And, you know, I think that's the that's the thing that was refreshing watching this team was like, they're not alone. Um, It didn't have to be a carry job from anybody in particular. In fact, it felt like the Raptors had you know, an abundance of options offensively. And I and I really have not been able to say that on this program uh in the past. I think, you know, um it's obviously largely been uh you know, th- you know, one of Fred Pascal, Scotty that typically carries the group. They're the only guys who can consistently generate offense for the team. And you saw here tonight a nice balance. You know, RJ Barrett started the game off super balanced. And I know he finished the game 5 of 12 and he missed some shots at the end there and had back-to-back turnovers. The game unraveled for him, but in the first half, RJ played as close to – an ideal game that you could possibly see from RJ Barrett knocking down some threes, setting up, you know, Scotty for a three, uh, you know, the hustle on defense to, to win, you know, or to force, you know, jump balls and to, you know, climb around a screen and and eat the contact and get the offensive foul call and make the reads to steal the, the, the passes. Thought RJ was playing super tough and he was getting downhill as well and doing his usual damage in the paint. That was nice to see. But uh, first half, you also saw a lot of Pascal Siakam and the Raptors were able to really get, um, you know, Pascal on the ball more and more, especially in that second quarter, Pascal really getting to work there. Uh, and just doing really well to to sustain the offense. Another super efficient game from Pascal, by the way, 24 points on 9 of 14 shooting, 1 of 2 from 3, 5 of 6 from the foul line. Like that's perfect, perfect efficiency for a guy like that. The only thing is he had some foul trouble and, and had a couple of turnovers uh, and, and kind of threw off his rhythm but Pascal and RJ were great. Uh you saw a long stretch there where, you know, Emmanuel quickly struggled in the first half. It felt like in the first quarter in particular, he had a couple of turnovers. He spoke about it in the post-game press uh, in the uh, walk-off interview as well where, you know, he he credited his teammates and the coaches for telling him to continue shooting, continue being aggressive even though he had a pretty tough first quarter where he had some turnovers. Uh he just straight up lost the ball at times, you know, missed a couple of reads to pass it and then missed them open looks for three. But I mean, here's the thing quickly is, a, is an explosive scorer. Like, he's no stranger to coming on strong and really providing a great little bit of a burst. And you saw that towards the end of the second quarter there. Where Emmanuel quickly was able to knock down a pull up three. I think opponents are just used to going under Raptors screens, and I get it. The Raptors have not had the guards to pull up and 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 consistently beat them. But quickly is a guy who is a huge threat to pull up for three. Knocked down a pull up three. That was his first basket late in the second quarter. There, uh, then you know the Raptors were able to, you know, just continue to work it around. Guys were just making really really great plays. You know, um, quickly with a, you know, a quick three off a dribble handoff from Jakob Pertl. Again, defense is going under or just the comfort and the route that he took to get himself open around a Jakob screen. And Jakob had a ton of screen assists today, by the way. Um, You know, just consistently getting opportunities where the Raptors were able to run different actions. You know, they can they can get the dribble handoffs so quickly. They can run the pick and rolls for quickly where if if a defender drops and he's definitely going to pull up for three. Uh, but then there's also Pascal who can play his game and, and knock down, you know, contested jumpers and, and, and touch the pain and consistently get himself to the foul line, which sustained the Raptors offense early on. I mean, even when like Jaron Jackson was switching on to Pascal, he was still able to knock down fadeaway jumpers like that's really impre- like that's the rainy defensive player of the year. You know, Um And then, yeah, I mean, you know, Jakob, I thought, just did good work on on the putbacks. My only issue with Jakob today, maybe, you know, get a little bit stronger with the finishes, a lot of push floaters and things like that. Um, Even when he got to the baskets, you know, tried the layups rather than trying to dunk the ball. I mean, I'm not expecting him to come out like prime Shaq, but I do feel like Jakob can get himself into more positions uh, to convert if he didn't rely as much on the finesse game. Generally speaking, his finesse and touch is good. Like he's obviously shooting a high percentage, but two of seven today. And honestly, it really could have been a perfect seven of seven or, you know, six or seven, five of seven type of deal. Two of seven, based on the looks that he got, was a little disappointing. However, he was setting other guys up and, and that was beautiful to see. Even small things like 2.8 seconds left in the first half, the Raptors uh, were able to get the inbound uh, on the sideline there. And Scotty was able to use a, a nice screen from Jakob once again, uh, get baseline to catch the pass near uh, the sideline the Raptors were inbounding and knock down a quick fadeaway jumper over Jaron Jackson. Even just a little play like that, but making the most of the 2.8 seconds that the Raptors had on that inbound play, was really, really nice to see. And um, you could definitely you can definitely see how everybody is contributing towards the win there. And um, yeah, the Raptors were able to take the lead. And, and, you know, it's it's been two games now where, of course, it's come down to be close. Like they only beat the Cavs by three. They only beat the Grizzlies by five here. But I think the flow of the game really matters, right? We saw a lot of games, for example, to start the season before the trade where we were tracking the numbers that, you know, the Raptors keep getting down double digits, uh, you know, every single game consistently. Or, you know, the Raptors are down early and then they have to climb back out of it and get some wins, you know, you know against San Antonio, complete the comeback against Washington, things like that. But, like, you're just trailing a lot of the time. The last two games, you've seen the Raptors really comfortably leading, in a lot of these games. Um, And of course, whatever, like the other team's always going to make a run. Like they got John Morant, they got Jaron Jackson, they're knocking down threes. Desmond Bain is, is dangerous too. Like, of course they got the quality to, 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 to come back, especially on their home court, but the Raptors now have multiple options and the composure to also finish it out strong. So I thought the whole group there just looked, um, You know, really impressive, and and it was just a fun product to watch. You know, you could see guys celebrating for each other. You know, when Emmanuel quickly went, you know, on on a nice little stretch there to uh, you know pull the game apart in the third quarter again. When after the Grizzlies, you know, uh, cut it down close, uh, quickly had a great stretch there where he blocked Luke Kennard in the corner for three. He came off a pin down, uh, lifted to the top of the floor for a cash and shoot three. That was the first play out of a timeout by Darko, by the way. So Darko already calling his number two games into his tenure as a Raptor. That was great to see. Then IQ gets middle. Honestly, probably had a good look at a floater or a layup, but instead he kicked it back out to Scotty. Uh, who uh, was able to knock down the three. Uh, Then you had uh, Quickly, with a quick burst into the lane, kind of similar deal, collapse the defense, reverse the ball back out to Gary, who attacked the exact same route that Quickly had gone, and Gary was able to get himself a wide open uh, little floater, running floater in the lane. Then you had Quickly drive, you know, collapse the paint once again, kick out to uh, Scotty, who then drives into that gap, uh, similar to the play that uh, had just happened with – Gary and uh, Scotty got himself fouled in the lane and he makes both and then quickly comes down the floor uh and it's a two on one sc- and the two for one scenario. And the Raptors have basically turned down two for ones all season. It's been really weird watching like a decade of Kyle Lowry, like relentlessly hunting two for ones And then Fred carrying on that tradition of hunting two for ones. And then the last couple, like this year so far Raptors just completely ignoring two for ones They haven't done it at all. And then quickly comes in, And yeah, I mean, there's it's just like a nothing burger play. It's just like, okay, Dennis has the ball, quickly's in the corner, quickly's gonna run behind Dennis, then it's gonna dribble towards quickly. He's gonna drop the ball behind, quickly's gonna catch the ball at like 30 feet out, and there's no hesitation. Boom, quick shot, quick three. And just, just that little burst there, seeing the guys like really happy and celebrating with each other, quickly doing a little celebration, the rest of the bench copying that celebration. Like we've just been missing these type of moments. This like bright positivity. And and I think quickly's character um is really that. Like you can see he's 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 really unbothered. He doesn't look stressed when you watch him play the game. He's got a smile on his face, like things like that. Like I, I think it really does bring up you know the mood of the group, especially when he also has that explosive gear in terms of scoring. Because he had a pretty terrible first quarter, and all of a sudden he turns it back on, and he, you know, he just gives the Raptors that cushion and whatever. Like you know, there were stretches there where the Grizzlies were able to come back, and the Raptors got out of order at certain times and and took some you know quick shots. This is where again I think for RJ he's got to learn to pick his spots, time and you and, know, and, and and time and score. I think is really important for him. Just even understanding that, like, okay. You know, when he gets like late in the game, when there's like a bit of momentum on the other side, try to get downhill rather than trying to look for the quick three. Um, you know, that's not something that I don't think the Raptors will consistently need out of him. I think they what what feels great watching RJ is the physicality where he's able to like jackknife his way into the lane, create angles and, and just attack in a strange way where he's able to get to his spots and get to his left-handed layups, which he was able to do to start the fourth quarter. But there are also a couple of ill shots Um and of course, the Raptors, you know, were just also the victim of some bad three point variants at certain points. Because part of the reason why the Raptors were able to pull ahead 32 to 19 um, in, in winning that quarter by 13 in the second quarter is because the Grizzlies just went ice cold from three. And then later in the game, they started getting hot. And so you had a str- stretch there where Chris Boucher gave up back to back corner threes trying to help off. I mean, it was fine to help off when the game was sort of earlier. But now that they started getting hot, all of a sudden, you know, Chris looked like he was just making mistakes on defense. Um, so there was that little stretch there. But ultimately, like, you had enough offense down the stretch where, you know, the Raptors didn't even go to Pascal, for example. Like, they, they, you know, it's it's a little strange that he's, like, their number one option in the first quarter. But fourth quarter, it's, like, especially down the stretch, very, very hard to see him touch the ball. Um, like, there's not even an initiative to get him the ball. Like, it's just the play is clearly going elsewhere. But honestly, if it goes elsewhere, that's fine because there's other guys who can generate offense now, right? Quickly was able to you know create some offense for the Raptors down the stretch there. He had a play where he attacked out the pick and roll. The Grizzlies were kind of uncertain as to who was going to rotate, and quickly was just found himself standing right at, in the middle of the floor, and he realized nobody's coming to him, so he just pulled up for the uh, the, the easy two point jumper and knocked that down. You know, Scotty had a, a stretch there where he was demanding the ball and. I think for Scotty demanding the ball there it was good like you like to see his aggressiveness he really wanted to back down a couple of times though because you know the guys were on the same page um, you know, he started demanding the ball at spots where the floor was pretty congested and he had to kind of back down from the three point line. And then the Grizzlies were able to load up. Obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. is an incredible help side shot blocker. He had four blocks today. You know, so a couple of those plays were just empty possessions. However, you also had a really, really key play where Scotty was double teamed in the post and he was able to swing it back out. Um, and you know, that was able to get Dennis, uh, momentum getting downhill with those two fakes, as I mentioned earlier, to, to score a little jump, um, push floater, which, uh, you know, pushed the lead back up to seven. So stuff like that, you know, it was, uh, it it was just great to see. And then Scotty, of course, uh, at the end there, post up, post up, post up, turn around, accepted the contact and, uh, you know, got the whistle finally this time and got to the foul line, knocked down both. So good execution good poise or just enough poise down the stretch to to get them through um and yeah i mean i I think what's interesting here is that you know you're seeing a different team in the sense that like you know obviously you you have two new pieces that's going to change so much of um how you operate and and i think that you know for in the case of quickly the ability for the to pull out for three is just changes a lot. I mean, that o- that option for the Raptors offensively just hasn't been there. The Raptors have run a lot of actions where they've been able to get guys open for three or, you know, they've been able to create advantages, whether that's soft dribble handoffs or sort of, you know, you run an action on one side, you swing it to the other side. And they they just haven't been able to sort of um, attack those opportunities. They haven't been able to capitalize Quickly coming in here immediately gives you that bit of an option, and I still think that there's more things to untap with him. Like you know, today, for example, you you I don't think he attempted even one floater, or if he did, um, I must be forgetting it. He he tried going all the way downhill a lot today. And I would say it was hit and miss. Uh, I think the issue with when he did miss, he almost always fell over. And that resulted in the Grizzlies getting out in transition uh, off the misses and, and getting scores that way. So I still think there's a better way to find him more space or find him the right opportunities. I don't even mind the floater, to be honest. It's a shot that he loves shooting and is he's, he's quite good at. Um, I, I just wouldn't want to see the Raptors, you know dissuade him from taking that shot. I think it's a big part of his game. Um, but at the same time, it's just the ability for him to, you know, play off the ball to, to catch a shoot for three, even those nothing little plays like that two for one, where it's just Dennis bringing the ball up and then it quickly runs behind him. And Dennis just literally drops the ball off behind him for and he, any, he knocks down the three things like that. I mean, like the Raptors had those quality and those opportunities of looks earlier. They just didn't have the personnel to take care of those. And then of course, once he has that ability now to shoot the three like that quickly can then you know, um, you know, force defenders, defenders to come out to him or, you know, whatever, even just switch, for example. The Grizzlies did a bunch of switching at the end there too. Um, one of the other reasons to, um, you know, Play through, you know, Scotty and, and Quickly, in, in that sort of like pick and roll action. It's just like, okay, if, if they switch, you can go to Scotty, obviously posting up for example, Bane, but you can also go to Quickly attacking like an Santi Aldama, which ultimately happened at the end there, and it's really great recognition from Quickly where he realized, okay, Scotty wants the ball, and he's kind of in the, the 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 strong side corner right beside me, but he actually waved off Scotty to get behind the three point arc, space deep into the corner. And that allowed him to go one on one against Santi Aldama and quickly was able to use that just like that super snap burst to get past uh, Aldama and Aldama trying to recover ends up bumping him and quickly gets on the foul line knocks down both no problem. So, you know, just just little things like that where you feel like there's just more options to play through, which was nice to see. Now, I I think the other way the Raptors are obviously different is now you have um, a new rotation, and I've been really curious to see um, how Darko would approach it today. Darko had a nice surprise, and um, and I and I talked to Blake about it because Blake fully called this on the Raptor Show earlier this afternoon. And I asked Blake because I know he's been working on this story about Jonte. I was like, "Yo, did you text Jontay? Did Jontay tell you that uh, you know <laughs> you know he he was going to get his debut today as a Raptor because?" You know, I don't think necessarily people saw this one coming. But, to you know, Jonte came in and was, I believe, the th- yeah the third reserve off the bench. Um, Dennis and Gearhead had already come into the game. You know, jonte was that third reserve coming off the bench there. And, yeah, he got a look there. For seven minutes now, for- unfortunately, he missed two open threes that he popped out for. He just couldn't get those to drop. But I don't have any issues with the shots. I thought he came in and actually did decently. I mean, uh, you know, rebounded the ball. Um, had two stops against Jaron Jackson, trying to drive against him. Um, You know, Jante had spent some time in the Memphis uh, program previously, and so I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't doubt that he had some time guarding Jaron Jackson in practices or training camps or whatever. But ultimately, you know, two nice defensive sequences against Jaron. I mean, Jaron ultimately ended up uh, being able to score on him. Um, and a couple other sequences and so did job, ja, but I thought John came in and just didn't really make any mistakes was kind of like in the right positions for the most part. Um, you know, hustled for rebounds and things like that. And yeah, for seven minutes, I actually, I, I, I don't think that there's necessarily, um, any, anything that happened today that would, you know, preclude him from getting another look, for example. And I mean, when I, when I mean, look, I mean like seven minutes, eight minutes here or there. Um, cause the Raptors are kind of just looking for a ninth man, um, Because if it's not Jonte, it's like Thad Young or it's uh, McDaniels, for example. And maybe McDaniels. I mean, McDaniels obviously had that really nice fourth quarter against the Grizzlies. But I think for Jonte, what he brings that's different from the other two is, A, he's a bigger body than both of the other guys. Um, he, he's a stronger rebounder than those two. And, you know, I, I, we'll see. I mean, it, it could also be one of those things where whoever knocks down the most open threes can get to the spot. And I don't know, I haven't watched enough of Jonte, you know, even in warmups or you know, just enough tape of him in general to see if he's like a appreciably different three point shooter or better three point shooter than Thad or the McDaniels. But, you know, I do like that. He's got some more size and more bulk, um, to come into the game. Um, and, um, yeah, so I I, th- I think, yeah, f- for the most part, seven minutes tonight, you know, didn't really feel like a negative. Again, it was a plus nine in that stretch, too, not just because of him, but he did help the Raptors close that first quarter uh, stronger. You know, um, you know, things like Jonte getting a rebound after the Raptors scramble really well and then quickly throws it ahead to Gary in transition for a three, stuff like that. Like it's not just Jonte, like, but at the same time, I think he was fitting into those rotations, rebounding and getting the Raptors out on the break. I honestly think that, like, Dennis has looked really nice in the second unit um, stretch there, too. Another game where he's been excellent 16 uh, points today, seven rebounds, five assists, 29 minutes off the bench, 6 11 from the field, perfect three of three from the free throw line, no turnovers. You know, I I think you really can't ask for better than this. I think obviously, you know, seeing Dennis with the starting group, it just wasn't working. There wasn't enough shooting, there wasn't enough like pace to some of how it was going. Honestly, the offense didn't look that comfortable of him directing the ball towards Pascal and Scotty and then getting out the way. You know, I think you need a lot of that for the starting group. But for the second unit, what you need for is for somebody to come in and first off maintain some, you know, like Pressure on the defense that like you compare, for example, Dennis running backup point versus like Malachi running backup point. Malachi, there's just no real threat for him to score unless he's like wide open for three and largely speaking, set up for those opportunities. But Malachi is not a threat going downhill. He's not a real threat, you know, creating opportunities and using some craft. Dennis comes into the game and it's like, okay, now he's going up in second second units. Now he's got the ball in his hands to make a couple more decisions and whatever. It's it's up to him to read, you know, when's the right time to go, but. Comes in and does a decent job of like, okay, I see a good matchup here. I'm going to drive. I'm going to use my spin move and then I'm gonna finish in the lane. Um, I see opportunities to throw, you know, bounce passes, or I'm going to get other guys set up and open. Let's do that. I'm going to push the pace. Uh, I'm going to, you know, rebound the ball and push the pace. Like, things like that. I, I thought Dennis really came in and did great. And, of course, I think, you know, as the game went on, Darko used more and more of him against John Morant. And I thought, you know, Dennis did a decent job against John Morant as well, um, defensively. So, you know it, it's great to see that the raptors have that bit of extra pop off the bench now uh, i think i'm still waiting on gary to join him and i think the reason I'm, I'm i'm chuckling at that idea is because gary's had a lot of opportunities to run second units or to come off the bench and be effective and there's certain times where he's able to come in and be effective but you also see it, there's there's this like lagging effect where it's like uh, whether it's because he's not getting set up as well, whether he needs more minutes to get comfortable. The reality is he's just not particularly effective in this short minute role. And, you know, the Raptors need from him is pesky defense to, to come in and be immediately effective offensively to take the right shots. And I felt like Gary just couldn't really find that right balance here today. Um, Five points, 21 minutes, you know, committed some, some, some sillier fouls, had some turnovers as well. You know, Chris... Kind of the similar deal. Like, I, I like Chris uh, with the hustle plays, as he always does. He had a putback, um, you know, just was, was, was like, like the activity was good. The rebounding was good. But then he also gave up back-to-back threes. And then at that point, Darko was like, nope, can't have you in the game anymore. Timeout. Get him out the game. But then again, I was thinking about a big picture, and I was like, You know, previous games, you're frustrated at, okay, Malik going to come on the floor and it's going to be a total wild card. Precious, the ultimate wild card, he's coming on the floor. Those guys, you watch them come off the bench, it stresses you out. Like, the game could just be lost in, like, the second quarter and the first quarter when they come in just because the bottom for them is so, so, like, low. And now it's, like, my biggest stress points are now, like, watching what happens when Gary comes in, what happens when Chris comes in, and whatever. That's not the, like bail them out of their responsibility they got to come in and perform better but like ultimately chris and gary are way more trustworthy players than 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 uh precious and, and malachi so you know you have that bit of a luxury i still think the raptors rotation is a little short right now um in terms of just options you, you know for example you know knock on wood but like if any any you know players were unable to play for example um You know, you don't get that confidence that other guys are able to step up, but ultimately that's not a problem that they have right now. Right now, they look really good. They look cohesive, and they have multiple guys who can, you know, carry the game for stretches at a time. You know, RJ can get you a bucket. Quickly can get you a bucket. Scotty gets you buckets. Pascal is a bucket. You know, know, Dennis coming off the second unit, nobody should complain about what Dennis is doing. He's played his role really, really well. And, you know, you, you got to trust Darko to selectively mix him in at the end of games because you know how much Darko trusts Dennis. But uh, ultimately, I thought he played a good role. And again, the Raptors led for a lot of this game. Um, and they, they were able to hit threes. They They're able to have multiple guys who can handle. They just looked strong overall. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I think the last word I want to give on this is just, I was happy for Darko as well. Um, Darko going back to Memphis where he was clearly beloved as uh, as an assistant coach. Um, you know, he uh, post-game was able to share a lot of hugs with a lot of the players. I'm sure pre-game was kind of the same deal. Guys spoke really, really highly of him. Desmond Bain, for example, taught, you know told Kayla, uh, Kayla relayed this through the broadcast that, you know, Desmond said that it's like, I don't know if my career even happens or pans out the way that it does uh, if it wasn't for, you know, being able to connect with Darko as a person. And I think that that's something that clearly Darko has great people skills that has endeared him to, you know, his previous stops, whether that was in OKC or uh, and you see that with Dennis, obviously that connection lingering there. You know, uh, with Phoenix, you saw Devin Booker after the rappers beat Devin Booker, uh, earlier this year when the Suns came to Toronto, you know, Booker talked about how much uh, he missed, you know, having Darko around. And then and you see this connection with the Grizzlies too. It, it's just great to see, you know what I mean? Like it speaks to the character of his person. And I think the bigger thing is it's always great when you go up and you beat your former team, especially, you know, against his former boss, um, you know uh in in memphis so i think uh yeah darko did a good job here managed the rotation well um you know called good plays again things small things like okay coming out of the timeout what i'm going to do is i'm going to go to my patented set with um, you know, a small setting a of uh, off ball screen for you know Scotty or Pascal to cut back door for a lob. You know they they got that play a couple of times to 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 get themselves easy scoring or at least mismatches. Uh, you know, coming out of the timeout. Okay, let's get Emmanuel quickly. He's hot right now. Let's have him stationed in the corner. Let's get him a pin down. Let's get him to lift towards the ball. Boom! Quick pass. Confident shot. Knock it down for three. Stop the run. You know, okay, you know what, five fouls on Pascal Siakam. You know, he started the f- he, he came into the fourth quarter with four, uh, ended up fouling Jaw to have five. That sent him back to the bench for about a minute. And then the Raptors see that, okay, the Grizzlies are going on this run. Dark is going to call timeout, get Pascal back in the game, and Pascal's going to hit a tough buzzer beater to sort of stop the run and stop the bleeding. Stop Stuff like that I thought really did he did a good job of getting Dennis into the game. In, in the fourth quarter was also, you know, quite vital there too. So good job from everybody all around. And um, yeah, it's just exciting. Like I, I just, I feel like a, a great excitement to watch the next Raptor game. And you know, that's, that's always a good thing. And it's always something that I feel like I'm always going to be watching the game, not because it's a job, because I love this team, but you had seen how they had gotten stale. You seen how they consistently played you know, a, a brand of basketball that didn't really work, that wasn't really fun to watch in size own words. And now you see multiple shooters in the group. You see multiple guys able to generate their offense, you're able to see to, them run an offense. And I think the better that they do offensively, I think that it's also getting them to be more engaged defensively as well. Um, so you hope that this sustains, I mean, by no means is beating a shorthanded Cavaliers team or beating the Grizzlies, for example, uh, are, are these like, monumental results, the Raptors are ultimately still six games under 500 at 14 and uh, 20, but they're and 0s as a trade, and I think that, you know, they're on this road trip, it's going to be very difficult, but all these difficult games do, at least, if you're going to be optimistic about it, at least it provides the Raptors an opportunity to get some big wins to sort of change the feeling around this team and to, you know, um, try to at least make a push or salvage something out of this season. You know, so this is a nice it's been a nice start. Let's see another win when the Raptors play their next game. Um, But for now, I think I just want to see how this new group gels. It's been amazing watching quickly. It's been amazing watching RJ Barrett. And I'm just excited to see the next game. So uh, your three stars to conclude this show. Um, I'm going to give Quickly the first star. Why not? Honestly, Quickly, I think just had a great stretch there in the second half that completely broke the game open. All those little runs, those little mini runs, whether that was the end of the second quarter the end of the third quarter, that both involved Quickly, man. Quickly knocked down two threes as the Raptors closed the first half strong. And then at the end of the third quarter, Quickly was involved in so many sequences. Down the stretch, I thought he made a couple of great plays as well, too. So they're, they're still obviously finding ways to get him more and more involved but 18 shots for him in 33 minutes is very comfortable eight threes attempted is very comfortable um and yeah continues to be low turnover as well which i'm always tracking for the point guard but five assists only one turnover tonight 26 points uh emmanuel quickly welcome to toronto it's 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 already a, th- a thrill to get to know you uh a second star from tonight's performance um Man, I, honestly, it's hard to pick. Do you go with Pascal because of how strongly he started the game, how efficient he was overall? Do you go with Jakob with the help defense? Um, do you go with Scotty who had 20 points, 8 assists, a steal, you know, uh, 2 rebounds, just did a bit of everything, played 40 minutes tonight, really, you know, held it down while Pascal was in foul trouble? Honestly, do you go with Dennis as well? Like, there's a lot of good options here. But I think for me, the second star, uh, man, I don't I – don't, I you know I'll give it to Scotty. I'll give it to Scotty. Twenty points, uh, two rebounds, eight assists. Uh, you know this is not the biggest Scotty game by any means, but thought he played really well. Um, again, had to carry a pretty heavy load. Started the game guarding Morant, for example. Had a lot of possessions where he was like, you know, off ball switching to make sure that he was the one coming up to be involved in the pick and roll coverages against John. I thought his engagement and activity was strong. I would love for Scotty to play through foul calls. Please, please, please play through foul calls. Cause there's, it's like almost guaranteed that if he doesn't get a foul call on offense, he's going to then make some sort of gaffe defensively coming back the other way. There's a play in the fourth quarter, for example, Scotty went to the basket, you know, honestly, he probably did get hacked. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm with him there, but he's upset about the call. The Grizzlies go the other way. You know, Scotty doesn't fully recover. And, you know, Jaron Jackson's at the top of the floor. He's trailing. Oh, Jaron Jackson blocked his shot, uh, which may or may not have been a foul, but whatever. Uh, Jaron Jackson is a trailer coming off the floor and Scotty closes out to him um, halfheartedly. It doesn't even have his hand up. And Jaron Jackson knocks down the three and the Raptors call timeout. Like things like that. You want to see him play through it. But at the same time, you also have to acknowledge that he's carrying such a heavy load and that you know, I mean, listen, Like, <laughs> complaining to start about calls is like a is, is like a verifiable star trait. So in any case, um, there's obviously more growth to be done there. But still, there's still such a positivity that he brings to the game overall. Um, so, Scotty, uh, and then your third star, I'm going to give it to Dennis. It's been a while since Dennis has gotten a star, but 16 points, seven rebounds, five assists. Um, he was he was great off the bench, no turnovers. It was just great to have like you know strong point guard play him and quickly combine, um, you know, Only one total turnover, 10 assists, uh, you know, making six combined threes, you know, a lot of clutch offense in the fourth quarter. Um, So Dennis, great job. I'll I'll call you tomorrow uh, on Zoom. I wonder where you will be. Um, And then, yeah, in terms of your Gerald Henderson award winner it's got to be Zaire Williams, um, 18.6 rebounds, a steal, 7 of 12 shooting, 4, 7 from 3, it was a three-point shooting that in particular, I, I've seen him be inconsistent in that front, but today he was in such a heater that, like, at one point, quickly, a knocked down a three, and then Zaire Williams, like, comes down the floor, and he's super contested. quickly, he's, like, right there with his long arms, and he just shoots right over the top of him, like, KD or something, and switches a three right back, so, yeah, he was in a great rhythm, but, uh, Still, it wasn't enough to uh, beat the Raptors. So, thanks everyone for listening. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe to the Raptor show. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see the next game on Friday. But uh, in the meantime, we will bring you two more uh, Raptor shows. And I can guarantee you that they will continue to be as positive as this episode here, so long as the team plays as brightly as they did tonight. So, thanks everyone for listening. Rate, review, subscribe. And uh, happy new year.